Where do you position yourself in terms of your level of independence or dependence in your relationships? Do you think of yourself as the only person that you can ultimately trust and rely on? Or do you always desire to become one with your soulmate when you are in a relationship? Well, today I will talk about the concept of differentiation, one of the most important relationship skills you need to have to build a successful relationship. If you want to find out more about improving or developing your relationship skills, well, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where you find more resources on a very wide range of topics to do with relationships. Or if you want uh, to find more notes to go with this particular episode today, then check out therelationshippodcast.com where you can get extra material about this episode. Remember to press subscribe now so that you can access all of the episodes of The Relationship Maze. Welcome to, the, to today's episode of The Relationship Maze podcast. Well, being locked up and thrown more closely together, particularly recently in the pandemic, has been a real challenge for a lot of couples. Um, some couples actually really loved it, but the predominant number of couples that I have come across really struggled with it. Well, one indicator of a relationship that is mature and able to survive this kind of strain and stress um, is the level of differentiation in a relationship. So arguably, I would say that a very high level of differentiation in both partners is usually the number one indicator of a successful relationship. Now, what am I talking about? You may have heard the term uh, differentiation before, might have heard it in the context of math, um, or you might be completely new to this idea. I think generally most people wouldn't have heard of it. Um, so it's a term that was developed by originally by the family therapist Murray Bowen. Uh, and he described uh, differentiation of self as the ongoing act of defining yourself and being able to distinguish between yourself and others. So in a nutshell, differentiation is a process by which we largely become more uniquely ourselves uh, and maintaining ourselves in relationship with those we love. Bowen actually referred uh, to differentiation in terms uh, of a person's internal processes, sort of kind of what goes on inside of me, um, as well as a way in which we relate to other people. So generally speaking, just to unpack this a little bit more, there are, there are kind of two forces that pull us into two different uh, directions in every relationship that we are in, be it with friends, colleagues, families or our partner. So on the one hand, there is a need that we have for togetherness. So that's the pull to be loved, to belong, to be part of a group. Um, and this is the kind of um, this is the kind of situation where we um, we might choose to minimize our personal preferences. We might dull our traits in order to fit in, in order to be loved by by others, by our partner, for example. So it's this real, it's this pull for togetherness, for becoming, uh, to being close to other people, to be connected to other people. On the other side of the spectrum now, there is um, the pull towards um, being myself, to follow my own directive. That's the the pull towards my individuality and my autonomy. Uh, that's the need to create my own sense, my own sense of identity, my unique identity. 
So we either we position ourselves somewhere along the spectrum between these two polarities, that of individuality, autonomy, and that of togetherness, separateness and togetherness. When someone is poorly differentiated, then they usually find themselves pulled by just one of those forces. And that's usually one or the other. It's either either they have a very, very strong need uh, to be just uh, uh, by themselves, um, to focus very much on their autonomy, or they have a need to be close to others. And usually these are two opposite poles that people position themselves on. So if someone um, is not very differentiated, they will be on either side of the spectrum, but they don't really manage the kind of the gray area in between, so to speak. So let's come back to Bowen. He, um, to kind of look a little bit more in, in more detail at his explanation of what differentiation of self actually means. So on an individual level, um, if we're looking at differentiation of self internally in terms of processes that are going on inside of us, it refers to a person's ability to distinguish between themselves and other people, and also between the more rational part of ourselves and the more emotional parts of ourselves. Differentiation involves the ability to be more objective, to break free from overly um, reflexive responses where we don't think too much, but just react without thinking. So someone who's highly differentiated acknowledges their dependence on others, but um, they rely uh, also less on what other people have to say. So it's a bit of both. You can be dependent on someone else, but you don't necessarily have to take in what somebody else tells you. Um, somebody who is very has a very high level of uh, differentiation of self in the face of conflict or criticism, they are more likely to remain relatively calm. Um, they don't get offended. If somebody else criticizes them, they're able to listen, to take it in. And they're just overall more resistant to stress. If we're looking at differentiation on an interpersonal level in terms of how we relate to other people, it describes a person's capacity to establish um, intimate relationships where there's a really fine balance between closeness on the one hand, togetherness on the one hand, and autonomy and separateness on the other hand. So being differentiated means that you have a very strong sense of who you are as a person. So a strong sense of who you are, you know your own positions, but you're also capable of allowing space for other people's positions, views, perspectives, etc. In a relationship where both partners are very highly differentiated, they tend to be quite strongly connected, um, but they can still maintain their own positions and their own feelings and their own thoughts. They don't have this, they can distinguish between what's mine and what's yours. So I don't have to, I don't have to believe what you say, I might disagree with what you say, but I don't feel threatened if you have a different position to me. Now, many couples, and particularly um, in couples therapy, I see a lot of couples who struggle to maintain this kind of balance between individuality and emotional dependency on their partner. Um, so often there is a situation where one or both partners are emotionally fused. That is, they have lost the ability to really direct themselves. They're over-relying on their partner. So there's this very strong sense in an emotionally fused relationship where 
where both partners just sort of describe one feeling. They describe, um, they usually refer to uh, to themselves as we rather than I. So it's always what we do this, we do that, rather than I do this, I do that. Um, there's this sense of there's only one feeling in this relationship, there's only one position and one opinion. Um, so this is uh, problematic, of course, because um, it, it leads to a lot of difficulties. Um, um, we need to maintain a balance between between both, between sort of separating ourselves from our partner. And I'll come back to that in a minute. So differentiation in a relationship means acknowledging that there, there will be some disagreements after all because you're two separate people and you have different views and agendas. Um, and conflict usually arises where there's a disagreement on a particular position uh, and when this disagreement is viewed as a threat. So in emotionally fused couples, very often there is a real sense of, well, we can't have, we can't have different uh, views, we can't have different opinions, we always have the same, uh, we always have the same viewpoint. However, when there is uh, finally a realization that ultimately, of course, we will have different positions, that's going to be seen as a threat. And a common behavior pattern is to be um, highly reactive. Um, often um, people distance themselves or cut off completely from their partner when they are too, um, too emotionally fused. They kind of find it really overwhelming to, to deal with this idea that there could be a different position. Um, and in relationships where partners are emotionally fused, um, another scenario that very often plays out uh, is, a tri is, a, is a phenomenon that we call triangulation, where children or other people are brought into the conflict between the two partners because the couple really struggles to resolve differences between themselves on their own. So generally, what's also really interesting is that we tend to choose partners with a very similar level of differentiation to us. So if we are very um, undifferentiated, if we have very high dependency needs, we often tend to choose a partner who has the same kind of presentation. Um, so what research shows is that couples who uh, demonstrate a higher level of differentiation, they're much more likely to be satisfied in their relationship. And conversely, couples who are very uh, emotionally uh, fused or emotionally reactive or very cut off, they tend to report more stress and more discord in their relationship. Now you might wonder what are the kind of signs that show me that um, the level of differentiation in your relationship is quite low. Well, some one sign, for example, might be that you have this excessive need for harmony in the relationship. You always want to kind of smooth over any kind of difficulties in the relationship and you tend to avoid conflict at all costs because it seems to be too terrifying, too scary to go there. Another sign that there are uh, very low levels of differentiation in the relationship might be um, that you're constantly fighting. That's the opposite, really, of fusion as, as partners. You can only see your own position as valid and you cannot acknowledge that your partner might be different from you, might have a different perspective from you. Another troublesome sign might be um, that you distance yourself very much from your partner. You have this kind of belief that nothing can be resolved um, 
and you ha and you drift apart um, both partners drift apart in the relationship they start to lead their separate lives and that's the sort of moving towards the idea of too much uh, autonomy and independence in the relationship another sign that uh, differentiation levels might be quite low is that you kind of spilling over emotionally into each other so if one of you is highly anxious for example then the other person, your partner, will feel that very strongly and they will take on responsibility for this anxiety. So you kind of can't separate where the boundaries are, so to speak, between each other. You feel like one person and your feelings feel like, um, uh, like the, the, they feel like you, um, one and the same. So if there's stress on one hand, and on one side, one partner is being stressed, the other partner will automatically feel stressed as well. Okay, so I've talked a bit about sort of signs that there are very low levels of differentiation in the relationship. Now, what about the opposite? What if uh, what are the signs that in your relationship you can demonstrate very high levels of differentiations? So let's look at that. So um, one sign that um, there is a high level of differentiation is that both partners have a very strong sense of self. So they're very very clear about who they are as a person. So they have a high level of self-awareness. They know how they think and feel, how they, why they behave in a particular way. So they have high levels of insights into themselves. They are also other sign. Another sign might be um, that in the couple, both partners are able to distinguish between feeling and thought. So they know when when they're very reactive. Um, they are they're quite clear about or oh, this is just this is a feeling this is going to pass they can kind of think it through and reflect on what's going on they also know their own position uh, they know what they think um, but they can still tolerate the position of the partner even if it is a very different one um, another sign of a high level of differentiation in the couple is that there's a very solid self, but you're also permeable to others. You also you can take on different perspectives without losing yourself, without getting lost in the relationship or in your partner. And another sign is that you're able to connect with your partner without a fear of being taken over by their emotion so you don't get flooded by the emotion of your partner if your partner is very anxious you don't take on responsibility for that you can just listen to what your partner has got to say without taking it on and another sign of a high level of differentiation in the couple is that you're able to have mutuality in the relationship so you're following your own path for growth as well as being concerned about your partner's well-being and growth. So you can look after yourself, but you can also look after your partner and the relationship as a whole. Differentiation is important. It's an important process that helps partners to be connected without being consumed by the other person. So both partners are able to be interdependent while at the same time being emotionally two distinct people. So paradoxically, and this is quite interesting, developing the capacity to be more apart from each other also enables us to come closer to our partner. So if we, we can only come together, we can only create connection if we, we, if we can also be separate from each other. So we learn to be more distinct from each other rather than more distant. Um, so to summarize in couples therapy, 
Um, the concept of differentiation always helps us to understand and address internally the two partners' difficulties with managing intense feelings, and particularly those feelings that are perceived as negative, and also responses, um, which might be challenging in a more calm way and in a more considerate way. And we're ultimately, we're looking at ways in which a couple can build more capacity uh, more capacity to tolerate and develop more intimacy as well as separateness in the relationship. And I'd like to really emphasize that in today's society in particular, there's a lot of emphasis on independence. So that's something that we hear quite a lot. This is really prized quite a lot as a uh, as a, a sense of strength, um, the idea that you're independent. And absolutely, it is important to be independent, uh, to be able to look after yourself. But um, if, you, if you don't recognize your dependency needs in a relationship, then that can also create difficulties because uh, rela relationships are there to, to support us um, and the partner is there to support us. And we are dependent on our partner as well as other people for love, for care, to have our emotional needs met. Everyone has got dependency needs, it's absolutely normal. So really it is this fine balance between um, interdependence and independence that we are striving for in, uh, in couples relationships, which is not easy. It's really quite difficult to, to kind of work out where you are with this and to, 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 strike, the right, to strike the right balance. Um, also, I think what's worth mentioning really is that um, that I think talked about this. I've talked about this in a previous podcast that we go through different stages uh, in our relationships, and that the dependency needs and the need for emotional fusion is likely to be much higher in the early stages of the relationship in the honeymoon phase, when we are very much overwhelmed and flooded by by the person who we fall in love with. So generally speaking, we are likely to see higher levels of emotional fusion in the early stages of relationships. But if the relationship is going to develop, is going to mature more, it, uh, it is important to work out these differences, to work out that we are still two separate identities, two separate autonomous people with their own uh, perspectives on life. Uh, and that there's a lot of um, opportunity for growth in that, um, to learn from each other, to grow and challenge each other, um, to learn from the different perspectives that we develop, etc. So we go through different stages in relationships, we've talked about that. We go through the initial stage, the honeymoon, where there's likely to be more emotional, emotional fusion. We are often likely to go through the stage of the power struggle, which is the sort of later stage in relationships, where we're kind of carving out our positions, really, where we're noticing that we are actually two independent people with different needs and different ideas and different perspectives. Um, and we we move towards a more mature relationship by learning to, to see these differences as opportunities, as being able to learn from each other, and as being able to develop more maturity in the relationship. So I would encourage you to reflect on that, to consider where you are uh, in terms of your own differentiation process, 
um, to see where you are as a person, how differentiated are you, how, how much can you kind of separate yourself out from other people, how solid are you in yourself in terms of your positions, in terms of your viewpoints, in terms of how you interact with the world. And how does that then also affect your relationship with others? Differentiation is something that obviously not only plays out um, in your romantic relationships, it's relevant really in all sorts of relation, in all forms of relationships, be it with friends, colleagues, family members, etc. So look at yourself, see where you are um, in this process and consider what the tasks, the developmental tasks are for you what you might still need to develop to become more independent as a person maybe, to become uh, more reliant on yourself and to also don't feel flooded by the idea that you might have dependency needs. To, um, to also remain grounded in your responses, to not get too triggered, to be aware of your triggers, um, to know uh, when you're getting emotionally flooded, um, to kind of get some sense of how you manage challenges uh, in yourself, um, how you manage, uh, for example, um, f feelings that might be quite difficult for you, such as anger or anxiety, and also how you that man manage that with your partner. And yeah, just generally to kind of learn, learning to self-soothe, to look after yourself, to know how to look after yourself when you're very distressed, and to be able to do that for your partner as well. And you can do that in many different shapes or forms. You can do that by, uh, obviously, by engaging with um, with therapy. That's the, that's the most obvious uh, recommendation that I would automatically go to in terms of getting to know yourself, or by reading some um, self-help or self-development books, or through meditation, for example, or mindfulness. These are all very, um, very helpful ways to kind of get in touch with your own feelings and, and uh, your own feelings and your own thoughts. Okay, um, so if you um, are interested in this topic, we explore this in a lot more detail in our course, The Relationship Maze, and you might want to have a look at our website, therelationshipmaze.com. If you find it helpful, then please, we would always encourage you to, um, to share this podcast, to subscribe to our podcast. And we very much look forward to, um, to having you in touch with our future podcasts. Uh, next week, we have weekly podcasts that come out every week and we look forward to um, seeing you soon. Take good care. Bye.